So, coming up to 7.34, the Mobile World Congress, which is the largest mobile show in the year and various different calendar dates that we have to keep an eye on for tech trends. But certainly this is the big one for mobiles. It takes place in Barcelona over four days. It closed yesterday. More than 60 Korean brands alone, including Samsung and LG, showed off their latest gadgets. Plenty others besides Nokia, Motorola, BlackBerry, etc. making a comeback, which is quite interesting in itself. John Biggs, contributing writer for TechCrunch, has been writing all about the latest developments there. And thank you very much for speaking with us. Sure. Hi, hi. And just before we touch on the gadgets, the fact that this took place in Barcelona, was that much of an issue at all after after this uh, capital of Catalonia um, was at the centre of the independence movement, uh, breaking or attempting to break from Spain. No, not at all. Right. So we don't have to touch on that. People getting there had no problems, <laughs> and um, and they weren't touched by yeah, it. There's no, there's, that that has that has no bearing on that has no bearing on uh, actual fact. I mean, God bless them. They're 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 trying to do their independence, and that's an entirely separate issue from. Uh, the thing that actually makes money in Barcelona, which are these conferences and tourism, etc. So yeah. If that had any effect on it, then, there, then there's an entirely different problem. That would mean we were landing in a war zone at that point. Indeed. I mean, without getting too distracted by that side of things, I guess the point would be that if things were to continue to become unstable in Catalonia, that maybe the Mobile World Congress could could move somewhere else. But But there's been no serious suggestion of that then. Again, if yeah, if it's if it if it cha- if it had anything to do with anything, uh, especially considering, uh, especially associated with the Mobile World Congress, then I can only imagine what the what the concept uh, on a political front. We've also had plenty of our own issues, like political issues, scandals here at home, which have actually affected one of the major mobile producers around the world, Samsung Electronics. But mm-hmm. it, it's been pretty resilient. In fact, it's been doing remarkably well on the business front. And it did unveil its new flagship phones at this Congress, the Galaxy S9 and S9 Plus. What were your feelings on them? Uh, I mean, it's a, it's, a good, it's a good way forward for Samsung. I think, uh, I think the, the energy of both Apple and Samsung could be waning over the next few years. Yeah, because over the next few years, yeah. So the concern is is that the that 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 energy that energy uh, dies out basically. Uh, do we need another S phone? Do we need another iPhone? Uh, plenty of people are going to want it, but also plenty of people are going to be in a position to pick up a Huawei or a Xiaomi or or any number of the uh, up and comers coming in right now. Well, does the S have to be replaced then by something else so that number can be uh, rebooted back to one again and 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 yeah. have? Well, the I mean, the real question is the real question is does the does Samsung have to be replaced by something else? Right? Uh, does Samsung survive uh, the next next couple of years, um, or does it go the way of Nokia? And that's an interesting question because we've seen now attempted comebacks by Nokia, Motorola, and BlackBerry, but. But there could be an argument that the likes of Nokia were hugely successful at a time when mobile phones were in their 
infancy and and uh, adolescent stage and that coming to full maturity sure. samsung and apple were in the right place at the right time and now they're so deeply embedded unless they make some big mistakes they're going to be able to retain their status well i mean look blackberry blackberry and nokia didn't didn't make mistakes per se they, uh, and Samsung made plenty of mistakes over the past few years. Uh, oh, actually, the previous years, uh, just before like the launch of the iPhone, they did did uh, they did all sorts of ridiculous stuff in terms of uh, operating systems and uh, application stacks, etc. Uh, the you can't you can't blame Nokia's demise on mistakes. The only thing you can blame it on is that the that the world moved on from that particular type of phone and yeah. Nokia wasn't able to catch up. No, I mean, that's honestly what I was saying, that, that the likes of Nokia, yeah. they came at a time, they were so successful when mobile phones were in their infancy and adolescence, and that because Samsung and Apple seemed to be in the right place at the right time when they had their ascendancy, they became Possibly, sure. embedded as, as, as mobile phone technology matured. But But for all of these mobile makers they've all got the same problem don't they which is where do you take the smartphone and that's something we've been talking yeah. about for a long time is is that question still relevant uh absolutely uh i mean eventually these little these little squares of glass that we hold in our pockets are going to be completely different they're going to change they're going to be in a different format they may not even exist anymore we may not even touch them anymore uh our apple and samsung to take that leap In terms of where we may go next, though, is there any hint at this year's Mobile World Congress? I think we have um, lost the line there. Um, we'll attempt to reconnect to that contributing writer there for TechCrunch. Obviously, this year's Mobile World Congress got a lot of attention this week. You've probably seen some of the gadgets being shown off. Gadgets as well as they connect to uh, to car technology, self-driving cars being powered by mobile phones and that, that sort of thing. Saw one of those showcased on CNN earlier this week. John Biggs is back on the line with us. Uh, and let me say once again, good morning to you. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, so I, I was just going to ask you before whether there was anything particular at the Congress this year that hinted to you the future direction of mobile phones? Um, no, unfortunately. I'm, uh, I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a um, depressive when it comes to that, that kind of stuff. We're in, a, we're in an interstitial period of technology where things are getting slightly better every year, uh, incrementally better. Uh, I haven't seen anything that's a real, that's a real flip. It's a real big change. Um, absolutely, when the first self-driving cars start hitting the roads and when, once uh, taxi systems drop because of these self-driving cars, because of quantum computing, because of all the new stuff that's just on the edge of the horizon, uh, that's going to definitely be a different... That we're going to be talking... going to be telling a different story. Mm. As of right now, it's a uh, it's little better every year, a little more interesting every year. Um, the... <laughs> The, the latest gadget doesn't interest me as much as what the uh, as what the future holds for uh, essentially all of humanity really well well they did showcase mobiles being able to drive cars didn't they and that, I mean that was certainly interesting but but it's interesting I, absolutely yeah I, I what so would you say that if there had to be a definition for the trends as they're currently going 
however soon it arrives, that everything is just becoming more cohesive. The gadgets themselves aren't necessarily changing anytime soon, but but they will connect better with everything around us. Sure, I think that's the. I think that's actually the answer. I think we're in a for most of a decade, computer companies, even like Samsung, Apple, they wanted everything to work together. Uh, it took a long, long, long time for that to actually happen. I remember distinctly every year that everything was going to start working together every year, and it didn't. Um, so we're entering a period of time when everything does work together almost seamlessly. Uh, but is it exactly the kind of stuff that we need to work together right now? Do I does my refrigerator need to talk to my garage? Probably not. Uh, does my car need to talk to the citywide uh, internet grid? Absolutely. We're not quite there yet, right? So, so there's there there are a few few steps forward, and uh, and and there's also a few things that are just kind of standing still right now. What about five G technology, speeding up mm-hmm. our, our our phones even more and being able to cope with even more data? Is, is that promising? Sure. I mean, that's that's. That speeds up your network. So I could see a day when there is no Wi-Fi, when there is no home uh, Internet, when we're basically just... We're, our homes are essentially standalone devices that have no wires attached to them. Uh, you put some solar panels on the roof or geothermal in the basement and, uh, and, connect some, and connect to Wi-Fi or connect to your global 5G, and you're already you're, and you're there. Uh, I think that changes a lot. That changes definitely a lot in terms of uh, Internet speed. And it changed a lot in the way we think of things. We need things that are this. We need things that have bigger batteries. Um, and once everything can be done, for example, maybe uh, as we travel the world uh, using faster computers on the back end that send us data much faster, uh, we're that's a different. That's an interesting equation that basically says that your computer, your phone, doesn't have to be as smart as it is right now, uh, which makes it thinner, which makes the battery uh, last longer. And which makes adds a lot of good features to uh, to something that didn't have them before. Coming back to the the hardware again, though, we, one thing that we've seen in the last year or so is just the prices continue to go up. And I felt like Apple's latest offerings before this Congress, and to a certain extent, well, maybe almost the same extent, Samsung, that they hit this ceiling where people started to think, wait a minute. This is a mobile phone. I'm not prepared to spend one and a half thousand dollars on a mobile phone. Do you, do you think we've reached a, an interesting point in terms of pricing? Well, I mean, the mobile phone currently replaces your laptop. So if you would pay X amount for a laptop, uh, there's any number of people who would pay the same amount for a mobile phone if they didn't have to buy a laptop. But you've got Chinese competitors who are able to offer. Sure. Very similar hardware at a far better price, and and that's where we saw Huawei and and others. In fact, Huawei featured women in folk costumes. I guess they were trying to put on a show to attract as much attention as possible. But 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 are you sold on them? Uh, I'm not sold on them, but I'm sure there's plenty of folks who want to spend a little bit less and get a little bit less uh, who are sold on them. I don't think I don't think you're going to replace uh, you're not going to replace an iPhone with a Huawei phone anytime soon. Um, the the user experience, the UI, are really catered to a certain to a certain audience. Uh, but if all I need to do is check I don't know uh, market prices and send some emails and send some text and use some WhatsApp, I'm, I don't need to go nuts. I don't need to spend fifteen hundred dollars on something like that. 
So it's a, it's a different audience. The, the carriers have decided that they're not going to subsidize out of fund anymore, um, which is entirely their right. Uh, that means we don't actually have to buy their phones anymore, which should put them in a precarious position. Samsung really has to balance um, the, the, the um, consumer who can spend $1,500 on a big note phone uh, versus the consumer who can spend $5 on a smaller phone. And they have definitely have to balance that if they want to maintain market share. Maybe they don't care, and maybe that's going to be the year, their demise. Just to conclude, do I detect then that you are pessimistic about the future of, of, of technology or that you're scared about the future of technology? As someone who's very close to the tech industry, I'm curious sure. just to sum up your overall sentiment here. No, no, I think... Um I, I write a lot about the future. I think a lot about the future. And I talk to a lot of folks about the future. I have a podcast. Uh, it's, it's called Technotopia. It's about the utopia that, that could come out of a technological advance. I just don't think the advances that we're seeing right now in this very specific 15-year period are much to write home about. We don't need to get too excited about them because the innovators are working behind the scenes to make things a lot better. The trick is, I don't think the innovators are sitting in a cubicle at Samsung. I don't think they're sitting in a cubicle at Apple. I think they're in the universities. I think they're in uh, the small startups. And I think they're building uh, the next generation of everything that we come to accept. I would, I would wager that we're in a position where, where uh, the Internet was maybe in 1993. It's easy to access. It's, it's kind of easy to access. You can, you can dial up. You can do some green screen sort of just typing into a command line. Uh, sort of experience, and overnight it just blossomed into what we know right now. Uh, so, I don't. I think that's what we're doing right now. We're playing in a green screen, typing into a uh, typing into a command line, and we're just waiting for things to change drastically. I would like them to change sooner or later, but I don't think they're changing. Uh, they didn't change this year at MWC. Well, we'll have to check out more of what you do then. Tech Utopia, if anyone wants to check that out, but also John Biggs. Technotopia. Okay, and John Biggs is a contributing writer as well for TechCrunch. Thank you very much for joining us. Yep, super. Yeah, thank you very much.